And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Not only are we back, we're back two weeks in a row. Turns out taking, you know, three or four weeks off, not necessarily the end of the world. I guess so, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Um, now I've been distracted by snowflakes. Oh my God, there's all sorts of holiday themes. That's what I'm saying. Moticons. We've got, well, put that mistletoe. Mistletoe. Off. We're going to smooch or what? Oh, that's a Yasso bar. It is indeed. It's been a long time since the Yasso bar has graced these airwaves. It is indeed, but I needed something delicious to uh, celebrate the occasion. What's the occasion? Just two weeks in a row podcasting? You know, some people may have thought that we were done and this was going to be the way we sort of went out with a whimper and count me among them. So the fact <clears throat> not only did we are we doing two weeks in a row, I saw you in person last weekend. I believe I'm going to see you in person this weekend. So, I mean, briefly, because somebody is only going to stick around for dinner. It's true. I guess I don't blame you. It's true. It's true. Uh, You know, I have a feeling this will be a topic that comes up more and more often in the next couple of months. But, um, you know, our our friends are starting to turn 40. Yeah. GQ being among them. It's GQ's birthday. I can't remember. Is it the 14th? The official birthday? I don't remember. He probably doesn't want that information out there, but I don't know. I think it's like the 17th or the 18th, maybe either of January, (laughs) either way. Um, GQ's birthday is coming up. He's having a little soiree dinner, a movie. I don't even know where I'm going. I don't know that I've ever been to this theater. No, I don't think I have either, but I, you know, I believe you just, you, you take the highway an extra exit or two and I'm not hundred percent sure. I may have been there once, um, for a showing of my name is Bruce. That also could have been in Hartford. I don't know. I forget. Yeah. I'm going to find out when I get well, there. Well, either way. Uh, yeah. They've yeah. rented out a theater. They're going to watch uh, the David Harbor Santa action movie, whose name I don't remember. Silent Night. Violent Deadly Night. Night. Violent Night. <clears throat> That's clever. That's a clever name. Uh, and then they're they're going out. And, you know, no, nobody should trust GQ out. In I don't think we're going anywhere after that. I thought there was a the after party. I'm pretty sure it's just dinner. And then the movie. Isn't that it? If there's more, I did not read the invite very clearly. Well, I believe you did not read the invite very clearly because let's see here. Um, (laughs) We do plan on heading out to a local bar or brewery after the movie as well. So if you want to stay out even later. Yeah, that's probably not a thing I'm going to do. But you know how much fun GQ is at places where there's, you know. The chance for his eh. mouth to get him into trouble. Not when his wife is around. That's when his wife's around. <coughs> GQ was zero fun. So, 
Happy birthday, GQ. We love you. This is GQ. I'm kidding. I don't know if there's any chance that you might hear this. Doubt it. But I love you. And I love you. Uh, Let's make it more awkward. <laughs> uh, that time in the we Walmart. haven't lost a step around Not here really. at DDT Wrestling. Uh, how goes the last week of uh, lecture? It's the worst. Is it? This week is the worst. Why is that? It's not so much the lecture, although I will say like this is material that I am like the least familiar with. Um, but just with my other positions sort of finishing up, there's it's also a busy time for those positions. So the busyness of the new job combined with the busyness of the old job is just turned into a week of work that I'm just kind of like. Can this be over now? I mean, the, th- the thing, the thought that keeps running through my brain is just one more time. Just got to do this one more time. Like, this is it. Just get through this week. Get through next week. And that's it. It's over. Never have to do this again. That is true. And that's you know, you, you, helpful. You are, but... you are truly in the home stretch. You, yep. know, you did this for all semester and you were working ridiculous hours and probably added two or three gray hairs to that beautiful head of yours. Um, I am going gray. That's for sure. But uh, uh, while we were speaking of nearly 40, we, we, we brunched this weekend. And my wife said that while sitting next to me, she was sitting on a side where every time she looked over, she noticed I have this like one white grayish patch here. And she was like, it's sure. really cute. And I was like, look, I'm just glad the hair is staying. My hair tends to <laughs> leave rather than turn sure. gray. So I don't mind that. My temples are turning gray. My, I have kind of a lighter colored hair. Don't get me wrong. It's not that light. It's not like blonde or anything. But like, I feel like it's less noticeable maybe as opposed to somebody with real dark uh, hair. But I don't know. I notice it. I'm sure others must notice it also. But eh. I, you know, I I can't remember if I noticed. But either way, I, do you plan on ever or do you think you're going to need to color your hair? I doubt it i'm all i'm all for the salt and pepper hair so i don't think i would look to hide it i maybe if i went like ridiculously white like overnight and i was still like fairly young and by fairly young i'm gonna say like i don't know under 50 then i, I maybe I, w- I would consider something you don't want to you don't want to go all silver fox I don't think so. Well, then again, Paul Hollywood makes a good case for it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it depends. It depends on what it looks like. And it also depends on whether or not I actually do go bald because I'm still anticipating going bald. I haven't, it hasn't happened yet, but um, I feel like the hairline is getting higher and higher in a Bruce Willis sort of way. And my grandfather on the mother's side did go bald um, from that sort of pattern. So, I'm sort of anticipating it, but well, as some, we'll see. As someone who started losing his hair in his twenties, uh, you know, you're doing great if you're if you're pushing forty and you still still look the yeah, way. Yeah, it's do. definitely definitely thinning though uh, up here. I, I, it is thinning versus what it was ten years ago. But but you know, whatever. It it is what do it is. Do you think if you tried to grow the stash back, do you think the stash would start coming in gray? I don't know. The stash never came in great to begin with, so I, I, hard to say. Hard to I say. Just mean so the, I just point, mean the I'm color sure. gray. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
But yes, maybe. But rough week. But you're almost through. Almost. Couple, Can't wait for it to be over. Couple more lectures and exams. Some grading. One more lecture and an exam. Hey. And some makeups, of course. I'm sure that'll get scheduled. That was the thing that started coming in today. Um, my old job, the lab stuff. Um, lots of people suddenly have the flu and can't take their their practical exam this week. Uh-huh. So that means we're gonna have a bunch of makeups next week, which is a big pain in my ass. But hey, whatever. One more time. That's all. I've only got to do it one more time, and then I've got people to handle the labs for for the my new course that I'm associated with. So. Will you be teaching two? That's on. You'll be teaching two in the spring. Um, yeah, I'll be teaching three um, sections of stuff: two of the biochemistry, one of um, a less intense course. It's it's really just like a uh, mentorship style thing, more or less. So nothing, not like a proper course per se, um, but and something related to the biochemistry. So, um, so yeah, that should be pretty good. Although my, I hear that. They are hiring another um, APIR, and I think the department's goal is to split the biochemistry lecture between myself and this new person. So I am scheduled to teach both of them in the spring, and I likely will remain scheduled due to the timing of this. Um, But when this person comes on, I imagine there will be some discussion about how they are going to integrate, and I imagine they will be involved in some capacity next semester, although to what extent remains to be seen. Will we trade off lectures or will I just give him one section or her? I guess I don't actually know. I think it's a him, but I don't know that for sure. Um, Yeah, so I mean, there's some unknowns still and looking towards the future, of course, if that's going to be the case, if I am going to be teaching one section of this, that means I am going to have to teach something else. And so I've started thinking about what that might be. And maybe I'll do something a little bit more aligned with my doctoral work. Uh, but we'll see. How much How much say. input do you get in what you teach? Um, it depends. There are certain courses that the department needs taught. And so typically that is something that you will definitely do, like biochemistry, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but then usually they they do usually have you... Um, have the enough flexibility to sort of develop or s- do some other course more of your choosing it, whether that's again, whether that's developing a course or it's another course that is there. So it'll probably be something, but what exactly unclear at this time, that's probably a little further out. That might be the fall. And I'm also looking at the fall already because I'm trying to bring back the honors program version of biochemistry at our institution it used to be offered back in the day it's gone away and so i've been putting the bug in people's ears talking to my department head talking to the lab director talking to um the um advising slash scheduling folks it looks like we're probably going to be bringing back honors in the fall so that will be a second course even if i'm doing just one regular section of biochem my second will be uh perhaps an honor section and then the third We'll see. It might be this mentorship thing. Maybe it'll be a different course. Who knows? Hard to say, but it should be. Can you, can you, good, you know, integrate and cross specialties? Can you teach an improv course? Could you design that? I don't think my department head would be interested in uh, having that as part of the, uh, the department. All right. Well, 
seems unlikely. You never know unless you ask. Yeah, I'd like to do a writing course, but oddly, they have enough writing courses at the moment. So, so what would my other thing will likely be a lab of some sort, but we will see what it looks what like. What would make it an honors course? Would it be just more intense? Um, we would probably come up with a different lab sequence, which would be more akin to a traditional uh, research experience as opposed to a more straightforward sort of cookbook style lab course. Um, I would think I would also, in addition, I would probably have them attend the same lectures, um, but I would probably add a discussion section of some sort in which primary literature, peer reviewed journal articles related to the topics of the course uh, were assigned for reading and discussion and et cetera. To tie in with the research sort of aspects of the lab's component. So you just don't like resting. That's what I'm hearing. You just, you well, just I mean, like part of this is, again, it's a new job. I have to develop something. I've got to do something. And I better, I better make sure it's something that I want to do as opposed to being told to do something. That's how I'm viewing okay. it. Okay. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, you haven't finished semester one. No, but I mean, and we're they're talking, not going to wait for me. They're going to, they're hiring this other person. We're going to have a meeting in January talking about how things are going to get split. I want to go into that meeting with this is my plan. This is what I want to do. You know what I mean? I don't want to go into that meeting and be like, I'll do whatever the department needs. I don't want to get stuck. That's how you get stuck. You know what I mean? You, you need to go in with a game plan. Um, at least that's my perspective on it. Do you have a flow chart? No, no flow charts. All right. I, I would recommend. I still do the, the bare minimum amount of work possible to achieve my... My specific what you're thinking when you're laying in bed and it's one in the morning and you're not sleeping, you're thinking this all out. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. How about you? You don't have a meeting today. It's 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 Wednesday. I thought you had meetings every other Wednesday. So Uh, last and and last. Oh, okay. So last week you were supposed to last Wednesday it got canceled. So I should have one. Well, it didn't get canceled. You chose not to go. It became optional, and I chose not to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next Wednesday, I imagine there will be a meeting. Um, So we will have to figure that out. But by then, you might have a little more flexibility if lecture's over and depending on when your exam is and all of that. Um, Monday morning, 8 a.m. Hey, there you go. But I will be doing grading and things on Thursday and Friday. But that's okay. That is less intense, certainly. Um. Things are going well. I feel like I have now, I still have some fatigue, um, you know, post-COVID fatigue, I would attribute it to, or it just yeah. could be laziness. One of the two <laughs> is, is, is the proper option. Um, Let's not give yourself any credit here. Clearly, clearly laziness. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, things have been good. I'm going to check in on the champ tomorrow. Uh, he had this is post knee. Yes, replacement? he had his second knee replacement, and the day of his surgery that night, I found out I had COVID. So that took me out of commission in order to help. So my mom has been running herself ragged. So my I'm wife hating you, no doubt. My wife and I are my my dad, the champ. Normally, his default is a guilt trip or a tersely worded email in which. You know, he indicates all of the ways in which um, I am not meeting expectations. And still, 
after, even at 40 years old after many years of that i was like i'm just gonna let you know we can't do that anymore and so i i called home uh monday and chatted with him and he was just like you know my mom was out and he was like i just want to let you know we need help which is not a phrase my dad is usually one to say yeah right. um, okay and he was like your mother's doing all of this stuff she's exhausted you know, I'm trying to do what I can, but there's certain things I can't do anymore. Like we would really appreciate uh, some assistance. And so him approaching it in that way, I was like, oh, yeah. So I took tomorrow afternoon off, come home, pick up my wife. She was crazy. She went out and bought bread and cinnamon rolls. She's made a chili. She's made a cornbread. So we're bringing over a whole bunch of food. We'll pick up lunch. Um an area near them has some holiday light show. So my dad could care less about the holiday light show. So we will, you know, I bought a ticket. So we'll, you know, it's one of those you drive through. It's going to go by yourself. No, no. My mom wants to go. So oh, good. my wife, That'll my mom nice. and I will jump in the car and your wife will stay with the champ. No, 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 no. Okay. No. All She'll right. come along and we'll, my dad will stay home with the, you know, 80 pound dog. And, you know, because that's good. Cause the 80 pound dog who likes to sit in his lap, because that's what a man with two, two artificial knees needs. I'm sure the one knee at this point is fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll go, you know, do the holiday light show once it gets dark. So we'll, we'll do, do some family stuff that I have not been able to do. So that'll be good. We're trying to figure out the holidays. We're, you know, how's that going to work? Is my car, my new car going to be ready? How am I going to, you know, am I going to get that? So. Trying to figure out all of those plans. Can't you just use the other car? Oh, but maybe, maybe you're going to maybe drive someplace yeah. separately. Well, yeah, so okay. the car is in Maine. So it's supposed to be, if everything goes well, I haven't heard from the dealership in a little bit, but if everything's supposed to go well, it's supposed to be ready the 22nd. So the plan would be drive up on the 23rd, test it out, that makes buy sense. the car, now we both have cars, maybe do some family things in the great North woods and then caravan our way back here to do Christmas with my family. But there's some, what day would that put you with your family? So if everything goes as I foresee it going, which you, it won't, but cr- yes, Christmas Eve is traditionally the combined family. My, okay. the, the in-laws, my parents, my wife and I all get together Christmas Eve at my parents' house. It's been a tradition for going on a decade or more now. It's always been very nice. Oh, more. Oh, God. We did that when we told them we got engaged. That was 14 years ago. Jeez, it's been a long time. Either way. Barf. Um, so that should be Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. But we'll see. I don't know. We're trying to figure it out. We got, you know. All right. In-laws to negotiate. There's children involved. It's funny that you're even thinking about it to me. I mean, it's not funny because I guess it is like December 7th. 7th. So I guess the holidays are quickly approaching and true adults would probably be thinking about their plans. But I don't know. My plans are not complicated, I guess. Uh, yeah. So. Well, you, you, you know. You have not to say yours are you're, complicated. No, but, but you, you're you mine are pretty you straightforward. Are of a, you are of a mixed faith marriage, so right. You're celebrating two holidays, which automatically means that you know one side of the family doesn't really care what you do on Christmas Day. So accurate, and 
the other side of the family, you don't care what they do on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out in the end, right? So, but yeah, but no, things are, you know, we're, we're cruising along. We're cruising along, getting ready for the nice little 10 or 11 day vacation. Looking forward to the DDT awards. Can't wait to see what you have organized for us. So looking forward to that. The not awards. Yes, correct. If you want to do the DDT awards, not awards, that's fine. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to do anything. We're just going to. We'll do. We'll start the list. Brandon is record a show like normal, except for probably the week of of Christmas, because. Was, you're not going to be around, and, and we'll take a week off. I'll be, and, yeah, well, actually, I suppose I don't know if I'll be around. That's another thing that's up for debate. Are we? Are we taking? A we week? have traditionally back when we did the awards. I think we took a few weeks off because you tended to be traveling, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I'd be doing something for New Year's and yeah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, no, nope. we have given New Year's no thought at all because that's just a holiday that's like yeah, yeah. But you're gonna go. Yeah. You're gonna go someplace fancy. Have some food, have some champagne. I doubt it, but yeah, maybe. Are there a lot of pet friendly hotels? Do you ever have no. you ever taken Oscar? Yes, to a. We have not. He goes to the in law hotel, and that's, that's about it. How's the fence? Last week there was going to be a fence built. It's in progress still. Um, they were we're here working last week, Thursday, Friday. They don't come out on the weekends, which is you know understandable. Monday they no showed. Um, oh well, that's fun. Yeah, but then they showed up yesterday, later in the day, and got pretty much the rest of the posts up today. They got most of the panels in, um, and I think they got most of the chain link portion done. Also, uh, it looks like all that's left really is gates. Um, so they're they're getting there. Hopefully this week. Yeah, maybe I should be tomorrow, assuming they show. But did they give <laughs> you a reason that's why not they, guaranteed? Did they give you a reason why they didn't show? And they did not. I called the main office, and you know, clearly the guy who owns the company must have like hired help or whatever. Maybe these guys must. Maybe they contract for a couple different companies. Mm. I don't know. But that Monday, this doesn't necessarily bode well. But the 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 on the phone they said, "Oh, we tried calling them, but they didn't answer." So, okay. yeah, right. So they didn't even answer the owner of the company, apparently. So wh- whatever. They seem to be doing good work here. I, so I can't complain. But um, but yeah, don't so really know. what the I heard chain link. Is. So this is not going to be a white. I was expecting like a white, not necessarily pick. It's a mix. It's a mix. So there's a white vinyl fence facing the street, although it's starting at the back corner of the house. So you probably won't even notice it that much from the street. Um, and that starts off and goes along the side of the backyard, uh, back on both sides to about where the shed is. Sure. And then from there, wrapping around the rest is chain link. Was that a cost saving measure? Was there a reason they needed both? Um, it was cost saving for sure. Um, but also we have, uh, the back of our lot looks on the woods and I, I, I don't know, like I didn't want to. This sounds silly because it's just woods, but I also didn't want to block the view of the woods entirely. Um, I, I like the f- idea of that being a bit more open. I was going to so. say for scenery sake or so you don't, can see people when they're, you know, sneaking up. <laughs> Mostly for scenery sake. But yeah, I mean, I never sit with my back to the door in a restaurant. So, you know, have I told that story? No, I suppose I, suppose I should explain what the story is. 
I was sitting um, at my in at work, and a teacher came in, and she was a strange person. She was just like, "Oh, you know, when I walked in today, I could see the back of your head um, from where you were sitting." And I was like, "Oh, okay." She's like, "Yeah, I could have shot you. No one, you would have never known it was me." <laughs> and I was, it like, would have been like the end of the Sopranos. Yeah. It just would have gone black. I'm like, thanks. Oh, spoilers for the Sopranos. <laughs> oh, I man, guess. I was just getting ready to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, thanks, Deb. Uh, get the hell away from me. Creepy woman. So, all right. All right. All right. Um, I assume there's, is there anything wrestling related you would like to speak on? Anything in the last seven days or so of interest to you? Not that I can think of. Um, I know Willem Regal is headed back to the E, it sounds like. That's so. what it sounds like. Uh, you know, MJF took him out and, you know, they did the whole carting him out on a stretch. Oh, well, as of today, Tony Khan confirms his departure. I didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of respect. He asked for his contract not to be renewed. He wanted to spend time coaching his son. He cannot appear as an on-screen character. I wonder how that works. That after this year, I'm assuming 2022, Regal will be able to return, but can't appear as an on-screen character. I wonder how he was able to... How long do you think that lasts for? I don't know. Well, it's one of those, like, if you ask for... I Actually, no. I had heard that his contract was supposed to last through the spring, at least. Okay. So maybe um, there's probably some sort of no compete clause, whatever that length of time is. That's what I'm saying. So maybe it was like, hey, you can't immediately go on screen. So maybe he can show up after WrestleMania. And you know what? He might not want to be an on screen character. Yeah, maybe he might be. I mean, he might be happy. You know, I've heard on his podcast he was. It was, seemed to be a very busy job, but he seemed to enjoy being a talent scout and doing all of that kind of thing. You know, I could very easily see him filling a like Gorilla Monsoon uh, backstage role, you know, like a Gerald Briscoe sort of, you know, you're all of a sudden like second or third in command in a Triple H regime and you might not need to be on screen. So. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm sure he would enjoy coaching just as much for a while. And at some point we'll see him back on our television. I I have no doubt. The only other piece of wrestling news that I saw this week was, uh, babe, the farmer's daughter passed away from, from, uh, from glow. Yeah. I mean, I never would have known necessarily who this person was Ursula Hayden until Netflix's glow series. And don't get me wrong. They didn't do an exact, um, version of her character. They kind of came up with all original characters on the Netflix show, but she was involved in the creation of that show. She was a, you know, a showrunner, a series consultant, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, you know, um, kind of ca- came to know more about Glow as a result of that show. Still a little bitter. They never got to actually finish the storyline. Netflix will do that to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Ms. Hayden. Always a shame. Always yeah. a shame. Um, 
I did, you know, there was something else. 56, that, young. I know. That always, I, let me see how to, what's the best way to word this? A former student of mine passed away in a car crash over the mm. weekend, I believe. Um, this would have been one of my very early, um, you know, students. So they're and, probably like 32 now? Not that, not quite, not quite. 18, almost 19. But, you know, that was definitely, that's never happened before. So that was one of those like, oh, I've been doing this job a long time. God. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's some people are taken way too young, which is quite, quite vexing. What is it? Lewis Black's line, only the good die young, but pricks live forever. So you're saying I'm going to live for a while. I, I didn't say that. You, said that. you son of a bitch. Um. I did see, you know, Tony Khan, apparently, I didn't, I just saw it mentioned on Twitter, said that following uh, Ring of Honor's final battle, which they announced Monday will take place on Saturday. Oh. Um, that following final battle, you will see less Ring of Honor superstars on AEW programming because he doesn't want the Ring of Honor superstars taking away from the AEW superstars. I mean, that's probably a smart move. I saw him giving a bit more context, I assume, to this decision. And the thing that he said that I thought kind of made sense was, you know, when he was a kid and he watched a lot of Nitro and WCW, as a wrestling nerd, he loved when guys would just show up and he had no idea, you know, necessarily who they were. He liked when they just showed up and maybe he'd recognize them from um, just what he knew about uh, Japan or the Indies or, or whatever, right? And so he, I think, has taken that approach with introducing people on AEW television. Okay. And, and the thing that he said was, and I, I guess he basically said was, and I guess that doesn't really work for the majority of the audience. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, on the one hand, I guess I can respect that. But on the other hand, I don't even know if that's true. Like. I really liked the Forbidden Door stuff. I liked guys showing up who I didn't know who they were. I thought the AEW folks probably did a really good job of explaining who these people were. But then again, I'm not watching the weekly product. And maybe if there are all of these unknown guys showing up all the time, that's a little bit different than something like Forbidden Door, where we've got a month or two to build up this show. And this is the point yeah. of the television right now. So I guess I could see it. My thought is if if he's going to announce that Ring of Honor is going to have its own TV deal or even it's going to be, you know, they're going to take over AEW Elevation and it's going to be a weekly YouTube show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then, yeah, you don't need necessarily to have your Ring of Honor stars. But if you're going to buy the company and then still promote the titles and all of that, but then not put them on television. That to me is confusing, but I, I, I will wait and see, you know, I certainly hope that they're going to have their own television show, but I, I don't know. I don't know. That's more, again, if it's one of those, like, if you're going to do it, you know, you could have a show on YouTube. You could just, you know, have it and tape it and put it on YouTube. You don't need to worry about cable. You don't need to worry about paying all of that sort of thing. Fine. But I don't know how that exactly works. You know, uh, Final battle doesn't look bad. Jericho versus Claudio. Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta. That'll be good. 
I didn't even realize Mercedes Martinez was their champion. She's taken on Athena. When did that happen? I Which champion? Right, oh, Ring of Honor champion. Yeah. Samoa, okay. Samoa okay. Joe versus Juice Robinson. Okay. Like they're 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 going back and you know addressing a Ring of Honor storyline between Keith Lee and a guy named Shane Taylor. I appreciate that because I remember when they were a team. So it's too bad that that short guy got all pissy and left. Marco Stunt. I don't remember his name. He was the guy like on that first Ring of Honor show who came out, came out and gave a bad match because he wasn't happy about. Oh, Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah. He's good. What's he doing? MLW? Triple uh, A? I'm assuming he's not wrestling. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's huh. see. What's this? So this was a month ago. He appeared out oh, New Japan. New Japan or New Japan Strong, rather, so like the American version of New Japan. There's an American version of New Japan. They have like New Japan Strong, which is based in their like L.A. dojo. So, like Darren huh. Darren Young from the Primetime Players is part of that. Um, Crowbar, who wrestled in like WCW, uh, he's part of that. So, again, what if I had? You know, lots of stuff. I would, I would love to be checking out all of these things, but there's only so much time in the day to be doing all of that. But, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, this weekend, I believe, I want to say it's Sunday, is that NXT pay per view where you get the Iron Survivor match with the penalty box. What? I told you. About oh, this you last told me week, about this, and you said any wrestling match that involves a penalty box is wrong. <laughs> Am I right? Am I, do you think I'm incorrect about that? No. Okay. No, I. I think I didn't. King of the Mountain. Yeah. Have, have a penalty it's, box. They're basically combining yeah. like an Iron Man King. Like it's. I don't know. I don't. There's a. There was. There was a way to do this that made a lot more sense than a penalty box. But whatever. Whatever. I'll watch. I'll check You'll watch. it out. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. And I will say, going back just for a moment here, rewinding to the birthday conversation, Violent Night came kind of came out of nowhere for me. I wasn't really aware of this movie, but I really like David Harbour. And the thing, yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure on this, but the thing that kind of sold it to me, and I'm just kind of assuming is true, it's not that David Harbour is playing a guy in a Santa suit in an action movie. My understanding is he is the Santa Claus caught up in this action movie situation. And I'm really hoping that that is actually the case, because if that is the case, that movie could be a lot of fun. If that's not what this movie is, then that needs to be what this movie is. I want to see full magic Santa uh, operating up and down chimneys Blasting away the bad guys in a in a diehard hostage situation. That is what I think I'm going to watch, and it better be because that sounds fabulous to me. I just looking at the cast, like the top three names are yeah. David Arbor, John Leguizamo, and Ellen Griswold from the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation movies. 
I believe that John Leguizamo is playing a character named Scrooge. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. This just sounds so up my alley. But again, like, I didn't know that uh, Beverly D'Angelo, which is the name of Ellen Griswold, I didn't know that she was still acting. So, yeah, me, I mean, neither, to be honest, but. But let's see. What's the quick synopsis? Yeah, da, 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 da. Right. It indicates that it's a real Santa Claus. I, yeah, it came out of nowhere, but now it just sounds so. It's a definitely a B movie, um, you know, premise. But yeah, it sounds so up my alley. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to hearing you talk all about it next week. All uh, right, sir. Are, are we are we heading into the realm of the emails? Is there anything else for the good something of the else order? you wanted to talk about? We, we've covered the holidays. We've covered kind of life updates in the past week. We've talked about how are you feeling knowing we are now four months and change away from turning 40? Fine. I don't really spend much time thinking about turning 40. I will say, I guess I'm happy that I've... Um, Hopefully, hopefully long term, the next few years, this doesn't get proven wrong, but I'm happy that I've sort of accomplished my goal uh, professionally and mm-hmm. I, I'm set up well going into my forward. Don't get me wrong. I wish this had happened for me a decade ago. Sure. Um, but I'm happy that that's a milestone that I can check off before my 40th. Um, and honestly, I kind of already had my age related crisis when I was turning 30 and I wasn't married yet. Not to say that like I had like a major freak out or anything, but I remember when we had that year or so when we were engaged and realized that our wedding date was going to end up being after my 30th birthday. And I was like, huh. And that made me feel weird for a little while, but eh, I got over it. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that was kind of my my low key age related freak out. I'm not really anticipating one for the 40th i feel like it's not as big of a deal and granted i don't it's not like i'm very close with all of our college related friends who would have been at the same age range at this point but i don't care yeah but then again i've been 40 mentally since i was you know 20 so this is not this is this is just the age catching up to the body and spirit um and they tell you that. 50s the new 40 right or whatever so i don't know i feel good you know i'm happy you know i i think that's just the lie that old people tell themselves i think so <laughs> you know maybe at some point buying a house would be good but then i gotta wonder why the uh, the fence people don't show up you do have to wonder and you have to call and you have to not get good answers and yeah, yeah. so but yeah, I, I, you know, I am sure it will come up, you know, a time or two in the next few months. But as of this moment, I'm like, nah. Okay. So I enjoyed. Did you enjoy your 30s more than your 20s? I think so. I spent my my 20s slogging my way through a PhD program that I came to hate. Yeah. So I would say. The 30s have definitely been more fulfilling um, in a lot of different ways, for sure, professionally and personally. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I had I did the whole, 
you know, graduating and not having a job for a while. That was not fun. Um, I miss not bleeding from my asshole every time I drink a beer. That was the good thing about my 20s. But, you know, outside of that. Do you actually bleed? Sometimes. I just don't drink beer anymore because I get just as I. Okay. Full story. Hemorrhoids. It's a thing. And getting dehydrated just does does not do things for them. So at some point, I should probably look at having them removed or something. Really, it's just one. But um, but I don't know. I don't really miss all the drinking. And I find that I can drink wine no problem. And even small amounts of uh, hard liquor no problem. It's something about beer. Beer in particular that really fucks me up, though. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. More recently, I, I've recognized that... Um, because GQ tends to bring beers over for pay-per-views and stuff, but he started bringing over sours. Um, and I have noted that sours don't seem to bother me. So actually this last week I, I bought a four pack of tall boy sours and um, I've been enjoying those. And thus far, no negative effects that I have noticed. So I don't know. I applaud you for being comfortable talking about your anal bleeding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Whatever, man, I'm going to be 40. You know what I mean? Like I was, we've really all got buttholes. I was really happy when I went to, I went to the doctor recently just for a wellness visit. Yeah. And I expected, because when I was probably closer to 35 with a previous uh, doctor who I don't think bothered to look at, the chart to see how old I was. He just looked, he looked at, at you and was like, ah, oh, yeah, you're 55 or older. I, he, he went spelunking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, and so I expected more spelunking and my doctor was like, yeah, no, when you're 50, we'll worry about that. Yeah. They've actually started pushing that back. Um, early screenings don't really seem to have much benefit. So, well, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, that was uncomfortable. That was not a fun day. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, I'm not looking forward to it, but I know my day is coming. Yeah. You know, I don't know, though. Colonoscopies. I overheard a coworker talking about how good the drugs were. And like, yeah. she, she asked to just be put back under after uh, when they were trying to wake her up. I've had an endoscopy. At some point, I should probably have the other end taken a look at. But hmm, someday again. We're, we're still early yet. Hopefully we'll be podcasting all the way through that. So people will be able, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh yeah. We'll podcast Full colonic irrigation is something we are going to talk about fully on these. It's not a separate thing. Is it? Oh, absolutely. It is. Yes. But yeah, I think you could have it done at the same time. (laughs) Hi, I'm calling to schedule my colonic and my colonoscopy. Uh, We don't do both of those services. Please, please, please put me down for Tuesday. (laughs) Just just put a garden hose up there. It'll be fine. Remember that? Did you watch that episode of Jackass where they like filmed it? There was an episode no. where like Johnny Knoxville went and got one and they had video of it. And I was just like, no, I never really watched any gross. Jackass. I, I think some. I saw like part of one of the movies where they were stapling their scrotums to their legs. And that was the beginning and end of yeah. My dabbling no. with Jack. I, I, the show was about like the whole, you know, let's ride grocery carts and 
like fall over and hurt ourselves. Like there's a part of me that's like, okay, you're not hurting anyone else but yourself. Granted, I suppose if you staple your scrotum to your leg, you're not hurting anyone else either. But um, yeah, it wasn't a huge thing, but I saw some of it. All right. Speaking of, maybe somebody will be telling us about some, you know, medical procedures they're undergoing. We're up to five. We've gotten a couple emails while we've been recording podcast at ddtwrestling.com. This is Nate's email from last week that he wasn't able to send until after we recorded. So it's a little behind the times, but Nate chiming in. Welcome back. It's been a minute, but not one week past where I didn't still look for a new episode. Sorry, this won't be a super long email. I hope you both had great Thanksgivings and fun time with family. Quick questions before I go. Doc, what is your favorite Christmas horror movie? DC, what is your favorite quote from Shawshank Redemption? And how did it make you feel? The first time you watched it. Love you both. Have a great night. Send for my iPhone. Exclamation point. Favorite Christmas horror movie. Um, I have to look this up. I'm not 100% sure offhand. I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but there was in the recent past that Krampus movie, mm-hmm. um, which was a fun Christmas horror movie that actually really utilized you know, Christmas iconography as, as part of its central theme, monstrous gingerbread men and and so forth. And so that was pretty enjoyable. Um, One of my all time favorite horror movies is black Christmas. And that is only tangentially a Christmas movie. It takes place over the holidays, sort of at a college campus as the semester is winding down. Um, So I like, I don't know if that really counts, um, but uh, the thing I will say uh, about Black Christmas, and this is not the recent um, remake from 2019 or even the sort of reboot uh, sequel that came out in 2006. I'm talking about the 1974 Black Christmas uh, directed by Bob Clark. And the thing that I love about that film, and the fact that it was directed by Bob Clark, is that Bob Clark, of course, is also the director of 1983's A Christmas Story. Um, so I sort of th- feel like those should be shown back to back as part of any sort of Christmas uh, movie gatherings. Um, so there's that one for sure. Um, trying to think what else. I've seen a bunch. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night is like the one that everybody knows. And like the first one's okay. And the second one is a really fun, like bad B movie. But I won't say that either of them are particularly good. The first one is notable because a topless Linnea Quigley gets impaled on a reindeer bust that is hanging on the wall. So that's kind of fun. But outside of that, um, I don't know. And then there's... Jeez, what is that one? How, how come you haven't mentioned Santa's sleigh? Because it's terrible. Oh. Yeah, Santa's sleigh is bad. It's got Goldberg. I know, but it really isn't any good. It really isn't. I'm trying to remember. There was a movie that I had never seen before. And like two years, two or three years ago, I went through and watched a bunch of Christmas horror movies. And it also was that year that Joe Bob actually showed some Christmas horror movies as well. And I'm trying to remember the name of this movie. 
Joe Bob Briggs. Maybe that will that'll bring it to me. Because this was a really, really good film. Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil. That movie I liked a lot. Um, it's sort of like a maniac style film, which is to say it's almost like very um, played very straight down to earth. It's almost like a character piece um, where we're watching this guy lose his mind dressed up as Santa or whatever. Uh, it's not really like a fun slasher per se. And I, I really like the ending of that film as well. I think Christmas evil is probably the best, like again, like serious character piece horror film. Um, Black Christmas, I think is fantastic. It's probably the precursor of the slasher genre. Uh, you know, I think it did it before four years before Halloween, although it's not as stripped back as Halloween. Um, there's more to it. There's more plot than Halloween has. Uh, and yeah, and Krampus. Oh, honorable mention. One honorable mention for Gremlins. Again, not so much that it is a Christmas movie, but it does take place at Christmas. Um, there are carols, there's snow, and there is a wonderful story uh, about uh, one of the, the main character's girlfriend's deceased father whose body was found in the chimney because he had tried to come down the chimney to surprise the family, <laughs> got stuck. but got stuck. And they didn't find his body until weeks later. And it's this very long monologue that director Joe Dante has said that Steven Spielberg, who produced the film, tried to convince him to take out of the film. But he fought very hard to keep it in because he felt it really helped solidify the satirical nature of the entire film. And ultimately, Steven Spielberg said, well, if you feel that strongly, that's your decision to make. You're the director. And let him keep it in. And the thing that I love about that is that in Gremlins 2, also directed by Joe Dante, um, he calls back to it. The girlfriend character reappears. I think they're married at this point. And she starts going off on this long monologue tangent. I want to say it's about Flag Day or Labor Day. And like the main character cuts her off. Like, we don't have time for this. And so like, <laughs> just like a perfect like nod to his own prior work and a perfect joke. And Gremlins 2 is a much funnier movie. Don't get me wrong. The first one is a lot of black humor. Gremlins 2, though, is much more straight up uh, comedy, I would say, in a lot of ways. A perfect callback to that very strange moment from the first Gremlins. Anyways, uh, that's that is, it. What about that you? Reminds, Shawshank Redemption. That is, before we get to that, that reminds me of uh, the show that goes wrong where they do the yeah. Christmas episode and the elf gets stuck. I'm very badly burned. <laughs> <laughs> I should have watch you that seen, again. Have you seen A Christmas that. Carol Goes Wrong? Yes. Yes. I think I found all of them at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I found A Christmas Carol Goes Wrong. And as someone, my dad's a huge Christmas Carol fan. I've watched many versions many times. Is that the one and where they get locked out of like the TV studio and they're like. At one point. Yeah. 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 That was a good one. Yeah. They take over the TV studio at one point to try to get back on the air. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, uh, Shawshank Redemption, fantastic movie. Uh, I have two quotes that immediately come to mind. One that is more sentimental and one that is funny. Uh, the funny one, uh, Bob Gunton, great character actor who plays Warden Norton in this movie. I believe in two things, discipline and the Bible. Here you'll receive both. Put your faith in the Lord. Your ass belongs to me. Welcome to Shawshank, which is a great line. But it's, it's, you know, it's one of the last lines in the book, I believe, uh, from different seasons. 
Uh, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. That to yep. me is that's the big one from Shawshank. Uh, our next email comes from Jeffrey, who doesn't have Twitter. Also, welcome back. Get busy living or get busy dying, I think is a good one, too. Uh, excellent one as well. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, hey, guys. So glad you're back. I hope your break was good for you guys. All ready for Christmas. Question, what has been your best and worst gifts you've gotten for Christmas? Thanks, Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who does not have Twitter. Um, I feel like we have covered something about this. Maybe it was a birthday gift or something. Um, best Christmas gift was the Ghostbusters Firehouse, probably when I was about six years yeah. old or so. Uh, that was awesome. I, I believe I've mentioned it before. My grandmother um, uh, gave me at one point for Christmas a money tree. So it was a small little tabletop Christmas tree that had $1 bills like folded up as the decorations. And to me, I was like, I will never need to work again. Like, I was probably like six or seven. Infinite and it, money. It was probably like fifty dollars in in small bills scattered right, around right. the tree. But I was just like, "This is amazing." Uh, worst gift. It was one of those uh, Yankee swaps or white elephant swaps. It goes by many names. Um, I got a toilet seat. From your family or? Yeah. The, so the family every year on my dad's side would do a, you know, gift swap is one of the activities. And I wound up getting a toilet seat. Was it a nice toilet seat? Um, I don't. It, it, I think it was just your regular bargain basement toilet seat. The next year, um, I wound up. My uncle, who bought the gift, traded with me at the last minute, and I got a box of Magnum condoms, which was fun because that was the first year I brought a girl to Christmas. So that that mortified my mother, which made me laugh. So were you mortified? Um, no, but I was also naive enough to not know why they were called Magnum condoms. Yeah, I mean, just because I, you have a funny shaped dick that kind of looks like a gun. I was going to say it had it's got a, a right angle to it. It had a mustache like Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's better. All right. Um, my worst Christmas gift. Mm, you know, I mean, it's probably not that bad. I just remember being disappointed because I remember there was a, one Christmas. I don't know if I was like 15 or 16 or 17. It was later in the teen years, definitely. And I remember, yeah, at that point, you get pretty good at this Christmas thing. You look at the stuff under the tree, you have a pretty good idea what everything is. Christmas morning, you go down. But I used to, I actually like to try to preserve the surprise for myself as much as I could. Um, so I remember, like, I, I, there's this one present, under, and it's a really big box. It's, it's a box, like, I don't know, maybe two square feet or something. A pretty big box, right? I got no idea what it is. And so like, I, I, I don't know what that is. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have that be my last present. So I'm going through the rest of the stuff. And the other stuff is like, you know, regular Christmas stuff, nice stuff, whatever. And I'm saving this last gift for last. It's big. I don't know what it is. I figure, all right, this has got to be something really cool. I'll be surprised. No matter what it is, I will be surprised. And I open it up and it is literally just a box filled with socks. Just socks, enough socks that I didn't have to buy socks for another decade or or more. Um, I might still be wearing those socks uh, for as all I know. Um, you know, it's it's not that not it was a, a bad gift, but 
that's it. And, you know, again, maybe a sign that I am getting old or have been old. Like, I appreciate now. My mom usually always includes a pack of socks or a pack of undershirts or something. And I'm like, hey, that's one less thing I have to worry about. My problem so, is now I'm gotten too picky about things. Um, like, if somebody wanted to get me a nice pair of, like, wool socks, like, that I would appreciate. Cause that's something I would buy for myself. And certainly they're expensive and that would be great. But, like, that's not something my mom would ever think to get me. I would just get, you know, a pack of Hanes white yeah. crew socks. So, like. Yeah. Well, I'm, ah. at the point, I'm at the point now where I have bought, like, when it comes to white socks, I have bought all the same kind. So, if you didn't get exactly the kind that I got, I wouldn't add them to the rotation. Because I enjoy when I reach into my sock drawer. It doesn't matter which two I pull out. They're going to match. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Our next email comes from Glenn Wrestling World Cup. Hi, guys. There's been many attempts at creating a Wrestling World Cup over the years. Your task, as you choose to accept it, is to create an eight-man World Cup tournament. You can have wrestlers from any era, but they must be A, North American, B, Mexican, C, British, D, Japanese, E, Antipodian, which apparently means Australian or from New Zealand, Samoan, Mexican, European. To save your select, to save time, your selections can be between you. But at the end, you must decide who your true world champion will be. Thanks as always, Glenn. And he's named pretty much every single nationality that I can think of that is a wrestler. So, like, since they have to be from one of those, like, this is not going to be difficult. Yeah, but I like that he knows us well enough now to put the little caveat to save time, your selections can be between you. Cause he has sent many times, Oh, you're each going to come up with this. And we're like, no, let's do it together. And you know, he, the funny thing is he sent us, um, these different nationalities as though, and there's eight of them. Yeah. So I'm getting the impression that I'm supposed to choose one from each group, but it yeah. doesn't actually say that. So I'm just going to choose all North American wrestlers. And we're going to call that the World Cup, just like how in baseball in the Americans, we call it the World Series. Yeah. Well, and also, Go fuck you know, yourself, they, just, they just did a World Cup that was kind of international. Kind of. Uh, but yeah, I'm assuming it's an eight-man tournament, one from each. All right. So if we're going to pick someone from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Any the tricky thing. The tricky thing is my instinct is to go Eddie Guerrero, even though technically he's from Texas. So, yeah, I don't think that counts. he's of Mexican heritage. Do you go with Rey Mysterio? That's the first name that. What is that guy with the uh, luchador mask Santos or something like that? The former King Cuerno. No, like way back in the day, like back in the 60s. Oh, El Santo. El Saint. Santo. I think El right. Santo could be right. in our World Cup. We'll put in El Santo, the uh, generally considered the original luchador. There you go. Um, uh, I are, Can we just put Foley in? Which version of Foley would you like to represent North America? I mean, if that's who you want in for North America, then by all means. Yeah, I'm putting in. My I'm instinct pre- is what? What was that? Your instinct? I said is? my instinct is to put Cactus Jack. I agree. Okay. So we have Cactus Jack and El Santo. And we're definitely talking like 
WCW era. Oh yeah, um, Cactus Jack. Yeah, like fresh off his ear being sliced off by a ring rope in Germany. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that yeah. era for sure. British Tony Storm. No, um, <laughs> we could make an intergender. Why not? Except she's Australian, so we would have. To- <laughs> Is she really? Yes. Oh my bad, my bad. I was. Gonna I just knew that- she was part of the UK show. Um, yeah. I was going to say for the Australians, I'd forgotten about Tony Storm. I was going to say we're going to cheat and throw in both Iconics. Oh. Yeah, all right. So this is going to be intergender? If it wasn't intergender, who would you go with for uh, a British? Because like the Australian New Zealand, isn't like Buddy Murphy from there? Yeah, or the Bushwhackers. Ooh, the Bushwhackers. I choose Luke. <laughs> okay. Bushwhacker Luke, you're in. <laughs> um, British, my instinct, it's Regal or the Bulldog for me. Those are the two that I immediately go with. So, are there any, is there anybody who got really big in the UK, in Britain, that never got big here, though? Look up giant haystacks. I know that is. Okay. So if we yeah. want to include if we want to include somebody who's like five hundred pounds, I mean, I'm, I'm what about like giant, Dynamite Kid? Dynamite Kid he was an asshole work. though, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, yeah, but you know, Armbar Abbott made him tap out. So Armbar Abbott is also an asshole. So no, we could put Armbar Abbott in. We could, yeah, let's he put Armbar Abbott is, in. That's a great idea. Right. Armbar's in. Uh, Japanese. Hmm. Ultimo. <laughs> okay. No. Um, Fine by me. What about the ear guy? <laughs> the ear guy? Minora Suzuki or something? Oh, Minora Suzuki. Yes. Okay. Is his first name Minora? Like the Japanese, like the Jewish Minora? Minoru. Minoru. I'm sorry. <laughs> Though I am sure there's been a time. He, he seems like the kind of guy, he's like, if you're going to pay me, you can call me Minoru Suzuki. 100%. I, I really, I was really impressed with that guy when I saw him. He's very good. Um, oh, geez. Did we already do Mexico? We did. We can change it, though. If well, you actually, want I don't know if he's Mexican. Oh, he's not Mexican. Never mind. This would be what are you talking about? Nah, it doesn't matter. I was thinking about, I was thinking about Lucha Underground, and, and, and then I, I was thinking about... Um, Matanza? Jeff Cobbs, yeah. Wait, is he Hawaiian? I don't know. <laughs> but it quickly came to me that he's, he's probably not actually Mexican. He did. Tr- oh, so he he qualified for the Guamanian uh, wrestling team for the 2004 Summer Olympics. So he's he, is from, being from he is from Guam, which we could say is close enough to Samoa. Because I'd also like to point out, and I love you, Glenn, you said Mexican twice. Did he? It's B and G. I clicked off. Where? Where do you say Mexican twice? Oh, he did. B and G. He did. Oh, we we had two Mexicans then. (laughs) (laughs) It's really big. (laughs) Yeah. So Um, we could put in, you know, a wild card and include a Jeff Cobb from Guam. I'm also happy saying Guam, and I feel bad saying this, but Guam is, you know, 
No, I won't say Guam is close enough to Samoa. That's a terrible thing to say. But we could. If you had to pick somebody from Samoa, who would you pick? Umaga. He's been all the rage lately. He has? Lately? Yeah, it was the anniversary of his passing, Um, I think, Monday. So they mentioned him uh, on Raw. I suppose Yokozuna would be. I was just going to say Yokozuna. He's a Samoan who pretended to be Japanese. Right. (laughs) For a World Cup that kind of fits. All right, Yoko's in. Going back to North America, we probably need to put Lord Tensai in there instead also, just to fit the theme. Oh, man. If we're going to try to do... Rob Conway as our French guy? (laughs) Robert Conway. (laughs) Yeah. I think when uh, Lord Stephen Regal was in WCW, he had Sir William, who was a wrestler named Bill Dundee, who was Australian pretending to be British. So... Okay. All right. All right. So we've got so far we've got Cactus Jack, El Santo, Armbar Abbott, Minoru Suzuki, Bushwhacker Luke, Yokozuna. <laughs> Bushwhacker Luke. <laughs> uh, do you have like a, a better Australian or New Zealand pick? Like a legit. Is, the only option I would say is Butch. <laughs> Well, but there's Buddy Murphy. You like Buddy Murphy. I, I mean, do like Buddy Murphy. But I don't know if I would put him in this thing. And wasn't there like a really good um, tag team in NXT for a little bit there? They got injured right away. Like the, they mighty can, do- uh, the, yeah, the Mighty Yeah, they were from one of those areas. I don't know enough about them to know which. So looking, let's see. We've got the Iconics. We've got Emma, Rhea Ripley. So there's plenty if you want to go with female wrestlers. I mean... Yeah, yeah, Emma. Yep. I've always you've got, liked, but you've got the you know the mighty don't kneel, Duke Hudson from NXT, um, Nathan Jones. Oh dear God! So I'm going with Lady Beard. <laughs> no, yeah. I have no idea who that is. Um, it. Uh, an Australian, Ali. an Australian stunt actor, professional wrestler, singer, and YouTuber. Well, now let's see. New Zealand for wrestlers. There might be somebody I'm missing, but I don't think so. I think it really is the, oh, Dakota Kai. Again, we've got a, pl- a wealth right, so of you female do, wrestlers. You could here. do Switchblade Jay White. Mm, who? You've, Jay White. You've seen him. I think he wrestled. At, didn't he wrestle at an AEW pay-per-view? The name sounds familiar. I don't really remember him. There's a wrestler named Samoan Joe. No relation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of these, I might be tempted to go with Rhea Ripley. Or right. Buddy Murphy. I mean, Buddy Murphy's fine. Nope. We're going with Rhea Ripley. All right. All right. I want to watch Rhea Ripley wrestle Cactus Jack. She's in an intergender faction right now, right? She She's is. picking up Dominic Mysterio, Mysterio. putting him on his shoulder or whatever. Yeah. All right, so we need a European and then a wild card, because unless we're including Jeff Cobb, I, I mean, I'm not against Jeff Cobb. He seems all right. Um, you know, can you think of the another option? Well, rather include the other option is you said North American, which does also include Mexico. Again, I hate to keep poking holes in this. True, but North America includes Mexico, so we could go United States, and then we could throw Canada in there. Yeah, we should probably pick a, a, a Canadian wrestler because that's that's totally <clears throat> yeah 
Because that opens it. You could do Brett. You could do Owens. You could do the Mountie. Sami Zayn, technically. Jericho. I'd be tempted to do, I would. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be tempted to do Jericho. Let's put Jericho in then. Now we need a European. So Claudio, Walter. I'm thinking Renee Dupree. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. Although I would like to see Walter and El Santo in his prime. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I want um, my final would be Armbar versus Minoru Suzuki. I don't think we'd have much of a match because uh, I'm pretty sure that Minoru Suzuki uh, would get slapped in that armbar in just point two seconds flat and yeah. be tapping out. So yeah, but uh, yeah, Cactus Jack versus Rhea Ripley, El Santo versus Walter, or Rene Dupree. Uh, I'd like to see Yokozuna versus Chris Jericho. Sure. And yeah, then the yeah, Minoru Suzuki versus El Santo. So that means Armbar versus Rhea Ripley would be the opening. <laughs> I think that Armbar would would meet his match there. He'd be too um, caught up, and mm. and he would. Have, uh, have you seen the way Rhea Ripley pins people? I have not. No. Um, she basically mounts them, like because you know. She, I think he'd be like, okay, I'm ready. Whenever you want. <laughs> Pin me, baby. All right. Glenn, you always have such wonderful, uh, wonderful ideas. Mrs. Manson, H-S-I-O-W. Good evening, gentleman. I wonder which one of us she's talking to. Probably not me. As this week creeps along at a snail's pace, I'm thankful Doc and I hit the package store over the weekend. That's a liquor store for those of you not from New England. And stocked up on a variety of beverages to get us through the month of December. Also called a bottle shop. Without having to return to that godforsaken shopping plaza, which is always a mess during the holidays. Is that the one with the pizza place next to it? Pizza place? The Mega Mart? I'm assuming you're talking about the Mega Mart. Mega Mart? No, no, we're talking about out in... um, uh... Uh, out, out in uh, where the uh, where the mall is, the big mall. Okay, the mall. Yeah, uh, we enjoyed a lovely cranberry vodka canned cocktail tonight. Seasons greetings, indeed. Also, we're most of the way to a nice fence in our backyard, and for the first time in a week, Doc was able to park the Manson mobile in the garage. Thank heavens for little victories. In other news, I've decided this Saturday will be my gingerbread baking night. Thanks to a tip from Glenn, I'll be using Dame Mary Berry's recipe and hoping for the best. My sous chef Oscar is ready to help while Doc is out of town celebrating GQ's 20th birthday times two. Try not to get escorted out of the establishment this weekend, boys. Updates and picture of gingerbread to come. Send some good baking juju my way. Cheers, Mrs. M. I don't know what HSI. Oh, I know. George Carlin. Got it. Figured it out. I, uh, I, I, I did not get escorted out of any establishments. That was GQ solely being escorted out. That to me is hilarious. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Our final email comes from Brandon. Faux real, though. Did, did my recent... My, oh, sorry. Did my recent birthday faux pics in the food discord chat inspire anyone to go grab some delicious hot broth? 
If you could only have one for the rest of your life, would you choose pho or wonton soup? Good to hear you guys are back in the full swing of things. Keep up the work sent from my iPhone. I am putting Discord on the bookmarks bar because I keep forgetting it exists. Uh, I would say that your picture did inspire me to get some wonton soup. Um, so I, I enjoyed some of that over the last weekend. But yes, I saw the photo and I said, oh, yes, I need to get some pho. Um, so that's got to be in my near future. It's perfect weather around here for it these days. So it's only a matter of time before I find myself at the local shop. Um, if I can only choose one for the rest of my life, I think I'm going pho. Wonton soup is really, 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 really good. But I feel like pho is more of an full, well-rounded entree in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um, it's got the noodles. It's got the meat. It's got the broth. It's got the bean sprouts. Whereas wonton soup is just a dumpling in the broth. I don't know. I really like wonton soup, but I, I think I'd have to give it to the pho. If I can have wonton soup from the place that makes the best version, then I'll go wonton soup. If I have to go with every wonton soup, then I'm going with pho. Because my experiences with pho have been overall more positive. Wonton soup can be pretty bad. So, I I have returned to the Discord. I finally remembered. Uh, Thank you to Banks and Mrs. Manson and Glenn and Jeffrey and Nate. Lovely to hear from you, as always. We look forward to hearing from more of you next week. Doc, it's that time once again. Give me that sweet, sweet piece of positivity that is getting you through the day. My piece of positivity this week is... Honestly, it probably continues to be Vampire Survivors. I'm still playing that most days of the week. I put in a good three rounds last night. Um... That game continues to surprise me. There's just so many unlocks and and different modes and stages and characters and weapons and things that are completely hidden away at the beginning of the game. And, 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 and the, the impressive thing to me about it is it seems like every time I play around, I stumble on something new or unlock something new. It's just this 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 dopamine drip that gets you to want to just keep playing so i i think it's it's probably still that and and the thing that makes me extra happy is yesterday uh they announced that there's going to be a dlc for vampire survivors it's coming out on the 15th hey it's got another level in it and the game itself is ostensibly only like five levels although i've unlocked like secret levels at this point so i'm wondering if the dlc is really just one level or if it's really like three levels they're saying it's like 13 new weapons and eight new characters. Like it's substantial. And like the best part about it is, I think I mentioned this before vampire survivors itself, regular price is four 99. Uh, it's on sale. I think right now for three 99, the DLC is going to be one 99 full price. Like this developer, it's a single guy. This, I, he must hate money. Um, I, I don't know what, what, what the explanation here is, but all I can say is I'm very thankful. It's a no brainer. I, f- frankly, it's so cheap. I'm considering buying copies to gift to people. I know I've gotten that much enjoyment out of the game. Just, I just feel like just to pay it forward to give this man more money. Um, 
really, really a, a, a random surprise that I came across it and I've been enjoying it this much. So probably, probably still Vampire Survivors. I will also say I'm looking forward to seeing you as well as GQ uh, this weekend. That should also be a good time. Although apparently I have to miss baking gingerbread to do this. I didn't know that was part of the deal, but all right. The things we do for watching Santa slay. Violent night. Yeah, but Santa's going to slay, I assume. We assume. We don't know for sure. How about you? Uh, Let's see. My piece of positivity. I'll mention something that um, we talked about at brunch that is, is one of those guilty pleasures that I don't often talk about to anyone. Um. You know, my wife and I uh, are are fans of uh, a YouTube channel and a group of people called the Try Guys, especially um, Nate. No, Ned. Not oh. Ned. <laughs> Ned was always Ned was. I don't always know any other names. Sorry. Um. So, for those who don't know, or for those who only have heard of the Try Guys recently due to the scandal, uh, the Try Guys are four former BuzzFeed employees who had been making videos as a collective and decided to leave BuzzFeed and form their own channel called the Try Guys. Um, And the idea is that they are trying various things, you know, windsurfing, marijuana, knitting, cocaine, meth, heroin. I I didn't see those episodes, but I haven't watched all of it yet. So I suppose I don't know. Um, But, and, you know, they're entertaining. They're four... Four guys for, you know, um, from different backgrounds and one's more of a musical guy. One's more of a cinematic guy. Um, one's more, you know, uh, into, uh, diversity just cause he happens to be the only minority and the only, um, alternative <laughs> sexuality. You're, you're a minority and an alternative sexuality. You can be our diversity guy. That. Yes and no. Okay. Um, uh, and then there was, and then there was one and his kind of conceit was, uh, he's the happily married guy. And then we've come to find out a few months ago, the happily married guy, uh, was having an extramarital affair with an employee. That's great. And, and thus was no longer, uh, you know, he was, he was removed from the group, which led to all sorts of, you know, uh, infamy and talk online. They were mocked on SNL and all of that. Um, but we have enjoyed them. And specifically, our favorite thing with them is something called Without a Recipe. And the idea is they are going to uh, try to bake or create something. And they have no recipe. And they don't necessarily have, they're not professional or anywhere near professional uh, culinarians. So you're going to bake a holiday pie having no idea how to make pie. So how do you make the crust? How do you make the filling? All of that sort of stuff. Um, like and then it is judged. And so, who you know, judges? that has been. Hmm? Who, who does the judging? Uh, there is a YouTube baking show host who apparently is also famous. I had not heard of her until seeing these episodes. And then there usually is either there's somebody who is a professional baker of some type. And then there is either a, a, you know, a friend of the show or a, another YouTube host of some kind. It varies. Okay. Um, so, 
so that you know there are most of the judges have some culinary experience so they kind of know what they're talking about in the area that they're baking um and those are always very enjoyable shows and so they're they're doing though they had a season that they recorded before the scandal so they have now had to do some very creative editing to remove the uh philanderer and you know they had to figure out how do we create a video where four guys were doing something and now it's just three of them um and I have to again, like, don't get me wrong. Extramarital affairs not not a good thing, but it, it the power dynamic is is really yes. like the the core conceit of the scandal. Yes, yes, it's you know, extramarital affair not a good look, especially since certainly, again, certainly that's your thing, and your wife is and family because he has two young children, which makes it worse. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Have been part of you know they're part of the the sh- you know the videos in some cases. Um, but the issue really was the fact that he was uh, having a romantic relationship with an employee, which you can't do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, so I have a feeling they're winding down. They're, they're talking about, you know, in 2023, they're going to be changing the scope of the channel. I think the videos and the, ty- the, the, the content that my wife and I enjoy is going to go away. You do so think, think so. I, I think they're all going to be kind of moving on to other things that they want to do. One of them with his musical group is doing an off-Broadway show next year. One of them is going to be moving. He's sort of been moving on to more like political activism type things. So I think the days of them getting together every week to do silly stuff is probably in the past. Maybe they'll expand the roster. I don't know. But they're, they have been enjoyable. I do recommend checking them out if you're in the market for new v- video content. The Without a Recipe stuff, even including the guy who, you know, um, cheated on his wife and all of that, uh, is worth watching. So oh. I, will, I will say, you know, sort of a, a strong supporter of family values. D.C. Matthews at the D.C. Matthews. All right. I, I am a strong supporter of family values. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Anyways, <laughs> that's what I've got. Plus, you know, looking forward to Walter versus El Santo. That's going to be good. Uh, Doc Manson. Yes. Anything sir. you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts run in the air, you can certainly do so by sending us an email podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, you can listen to our entire back catalog. Uh, you can do so by going really anywhere that you acquire auditory goodness like this show. Uh, and finally, if you do like what you've heard, and I really don't know how that's possible, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and doc. It does help us keep the lights on. It keeps the podcast train chugging along. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a lovely week as we gear up for the holiday season. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? <laughs>